0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon we're joined by Ian Magriso, who is the chief storyteller at Emotive Stories uh, where they like to build uh, brands through stories and uh, um, Ian is based in the sort of northern uh, greater Chicago area of the USA and we met uh, online speed networking at um, a great speed networking event on on a Thursday evening UK time afternoon. Uh, or late morning it might be US time. Uh, but we're going to have a little chat about uh, business and storytelling and networking and all sorts of things. So, how are you doing today, Ian? You okay?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, do, doing awesome. Uh, it's a kind of an overcast day in Chicago, but uh, since we don't go out that much these days, it really doesn't matter.
0: No, it does. It does. If you, if you want to get into the sunshine or feel the heat, you just put the heat in on another bar. <laughs>
1: No, nah. nah, it's not, it's uh, it's beautiful here in Chicago Though we have a great lake and it's a, yeah. so it's nice to go to walk by the lakefront.
0: Yeah, it's um, there's worse places uh, you can live, isn't it, where then them by a lake or, or some water. And, um, I was living um, uh, in Cardiff Bay, which is a beautiful place. It's like a, a man made uh, barrage and uh, you know there's like a, a lake it's a bit like a lake really it's, it's actually connected to the sea and they can let the water in the wa- water out It's a sea really um but um, but yeah you know i love walking around uh, you know a bit, a bit of nature in the sunshine you know the water and that to put you in a good reflective mood
1: oh most definitely and uh, it's great to uh... Um, it's it's not only refreshing, but uh, for the human spirit. But that, you know, and that's kind of what I'm really all about is humanizing brands and uh, being out in nature uh, is is definitely a passion of mine. And I find it rejuvenating. Uh, Certainly Wales is on my bucket list. I mean, the images I've seen are just so amazing there uh, at Wales. And I like to go sea kayaking. So sea kayaking in Wales would be a dream of mine.
0: Yeah, brilliant. A lot of people come to Wales for outdoor activities, you know, Brecon Beacons, which is the mountain, you know, uh, coastal paths and it's like a cycle track tracks and all of that, like, you know, beautiful area, like, you know, Um, and one of our best exports is um, uh, Sir Tom Jones, um, which, um, you know, is, uh, he plays a lot in uh, Vegas, etc. And uh, he sings about the green, green grass of home. uh, Sounds great. Yeah. It's, um, I always describe it to Americans as like um, Hawaii, but without the sunshine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pictures I've seen are amazing uh, of the mountains and the views. and Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like Hawaii
0: is, 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 is equally as beautiful, but it rains a lot in Wales, but then the sun don't come out to dry it up. But in Hawaii, it's very similar to Spain. As, as soon as it's poured down, the sun comes out and it's all forgotten about again.
1: Yeah, it, there's definitely a, a lot of, I mean, it's a rainforest there in Hawaii, so, but it does get sun, but yeah. when it rains, it comes down pretty heavy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's why, especially I'm in the Welsh Valleys, I am, which is the um, more hillier area, which is where the clouds get pushed up and the, and the rain comes, so I'm in a bit of a wet spot, but, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> That's, uh, that's like when I was in Cardiff Bay last year. Like I said, I was living down there for a while. It's a lower, uh, it's more sea level, and uh, you know, the clouds build a bit further in, so um, more sunnier, like you know, so I quite like it there. Like you know, great. Yeah, brilliant. So um, tell us a little bit about um, yourself, uh, emotive stories, your business, and how it came in being really.
1: Well, you know my. My background has been mainly in marketing and branding. You know, I started out in the client side as a brand manager for a division of you know, Sara Lee, actually selling hot dogs. Uh, and, uh, and so doing lots of advertising and new product development. And then from there, I went to the agency side and worked at larger, large branding companies uh, worked with a lot of just a wide variety of, you know, from food comp- major food companies to uh, technology companies and working on branding and messaging. And then I was rebranding a nonprofit and it's a place called Lamb's Farm. And it's a place where people with developmental disabilities live and work. And, and they were thinking of changing the name of the farm Lamb's Farm because people literally thought it was a farm. There's a barn there and they have a petting zoo and people would bring their kids to pet these goats and stuff. But what they didn't realize was the people working at the restaurants were people that were developmentally disabled. So after doing the branding and research and and kind of story finding, which really is you know, the same techniques I use as a brand strategist or these techniques I use as a, you know, story branding person is really first starting to find where what the heart of the story is. And essentially what, you know, we kind of reposition Lamb's Farm as a place where people grow. And we use that as sort of the core brand idea. And then I wrote two films, but there was... Uh, just enough money to pay me to produce them and I had never like produced a film before. So I decided to teach myself uh, filmmaking but I always did photography as a kid and then it's become really a passion. So uh, kind of being hands-on in in creating video-based stories as well as doing sort of brand strategy um, has really sort of crystallize the power of story in terms of connecting with individuals and Uh and also the sort of when you can feel a story you know that you've made a connection yeah uh, and it's very kind of emotionally based so when i shoot and edit i look for things that are like authentic and emotionally charged
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's what works in, um, in in getting videos to go viral is if you can tell a story that one well, has a rise and fall within it and um, and a deep level of emotion. Um, well, then that's what people connect with. You're know, connecting with people on a human level, and, um, and that's where the magic happens. And that's where people start sharing it and stuff because they've been moved in some way. Um, I've seen some amazing stories of brands told through video, and you know. That's amazing, some of them. Like, you know, if, you, um, if you, uh, you, you seem to have disappeared and come back again in the video, but not to worry. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes for a minute. Um, I think it might be a Wi-Fi issue, but um, are you there, Ian? Okay, there seems to be a Wi-Fi issue at the moment. The, uh, the joys of real-life entrepreneurship podcasting and video recording means that sometimes people have Wi-Fi issues. And know the connectivity issues and interruptions and all of that. Uh, welcome back, here. And I was just sort of uh, talking through your issues. You've got some uh, connectivity issues or Wi-Fi or something.
1: No, what happened was I used my cell phone as my camera, and I forgot to put it in airplane mode. So oh, it's okay. totally uh, my bad human error uh, here. No problem Um, at all.
0: So I won't edit that at all. I like to keep my podcasts and my chats real, keep it real, especially in the day of authenticity, especially in the days of the coronavirus and pandemic. The way I look at it is, if if ITV, BBC, the news, popular reality TV programmes, the American TV, any live TV, if they can't cut out the issues and the, the mishaps that they have, then why should I? Because, you know, I'm only telling stories just like you. Real stories of real people in real places at real times, and uh, I don't need to edit it because mistakes is part of human humanity, and uh, you know, Wi-Fi drops and, and and Zooms and all of that is part of um, part of real life COVID lockdown situations. So uh, fire away with where where
1: you was at. Well, you know, authentic, authenticity is uh, incredibly important. I mean, people can see through. When, when people are, when a story is exaggerated or if people are using emotion in a way that's really not natural, like they're, they're trying to be emotional, but you, you know, pull at the heartstrings, but yeah. you feel like you're being manipulated by it. Uh, and you know, what, I, what I've learned from like, you know, storytelling and from sales is body language is really important. You know, you can tell when uh, someone's, genuine and telling the truth and that's part of the value of of effective storytelling is it creates trust yeah and it creates a bond and uh, so trying to capture people in their most natural kind of emotions uh, is you know like when you see someone genuinely smile um, that's authentic you know a lot of advertising is quite frankly, manipulative, meaning, you know, you'll see like a kid like have this great smile when they look at like a McDonald's burger. And what they, what you don't realize is they've got a clown with balloons there. And so they've, you know, the kid is actually smiling at the clown and they've edited it in such a way so that it connect that, that re, um, authentic emotion gets linked to their burger. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, I, as being in marketing most of my career, I guess I have a little problem with marketing that is not authentic and that is negative uh, and tries to play off people's fears. I mean, uh, to some extent, that may be effective in the long, in the short run, but I think that uh, for, from an overall societal standpoint, uh, marketing that uh, connects with people on a not only an authentic basis, but on a positive level uh, that is aspiring. And that's really kind of the stories I want to help tell is stories that uh, are uplifting, uh, that talk about the positive aspects of a brand, and how uh, they benefit uh, humanity. And really, again, humanize brands so that to create true authentic uh connection
0: yeah definitely and um you know your issues with the marketing industry is a similar issues i had with the sales uh, sector because i started in sales at 15 as an entrepreneur at 11 i was a bit of a wheeler and dealer before i went into sales and then um, i got taught how to be uh, manipulative if you like how to use emotion to sell and what i quickly learned as i got a bit older is why not to do that so it takes you you know sometimes you have to go through these um learning curves yourself but i actually learned how to stop selling and start providing solutions so you know start giving start giving people what they need rather than what you want from them or what you know which is their cash in in exchange for something you you know they may want or need or may not and you're not bothered by so um that's something which i i I agree with you 100% on is that you know at the end of the day you know um I don't believe in manipulating people. I believe in providing them as much value and service as you can. And if that happens to I mean that they're interested, well, you have got to offer great. And if not, well, you know, at least you've done your job. So, um, so yeah, I hundred uh, percent agree with you on that. And that's why I don't edit my stuff and all of that sort of stuff as well, because you know, what the edited version is not what happened, what happened is what happened. So I'm documentary, documentary, documenting a process of networking and follow-up and communication and networking and service and helping and, uh, and all of that sort of stuff so for me it's about just putting that authentically you know out there into the internet and, and whatever will be will be you know life during the covid period and the pandemic wasn't perfect you know people dropped off of their zoom people fell out of the platform whatever happened happened but you know it's just what happened
1: And, and, you know, I've spent a fair amount of my career selling for large agencies and doing new business development, but I've always sold through stories as well. I mean, certainly solutions are important, but stories are a great way to kind of communicate those solutions uh, and giving people sort of a background of a, a client success story, for example, and kind of bringing it to life in a way that not only tells what you did, and what the situation was before, but how it made your clients feel, and how uh, the pride that they felt with uh, uh, the achievements that they were able to make, or just bringing that story vividly, that makes it much more memorable. And it also helps people connect the solution with how ultimately they want to feel in the end.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, that was a big part of solution selling. I've always done verticals as well. So a big part of it was, you know, what the problems were elsewhere, what the solutions were, and why that would therefore also benefit you because, you know, you're going for the same problem. So sometimes, for example... Um, a good way of solution selling is selling to people who have, they don't even know they've got the problem. You know what I mean? So it's education solution selling. You know, So sometimes people, they don't realise they've got a problem, but someone else already identified it and solved it. And then sometimes you go back to the, the rest of the marketplace or the industry and you actually explain, explain what happened and what the process was and why, therefore, it could also benefit them too. So that was a big part of the way that... Um, I managed my corporate sales team and, and worked within that structure too. Awesome, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much, it was awesome. It was, a, it was a hell of a ride. It was a really good ride actually, because I started at a tech startup business, um, which just took on 40 staff through a grant. And then I was part of the journey that grew to see and grow to 25 staff and to go from no turnover to 25 million turnover in 10 years. And I was running the corporate sales team for eight of those 10 years. I turned my team from 300 grand to 5.7 million in eight years. So, you know, fast growth, like you know. And how did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel like I was um, uh, valuable, really. I was able to help lots of businesses because the only way we were able to grow was by providing solutions to other businesses. So it made me feel awesome. They made me feel good that I was helping and having an impact on the UK business community.
1: And, you know, and that's, and that story is part of your personal brand. Uh, and, you know, stories, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, business stories can help, you know, sell your service, but personal branding stories can also help, you know, sell you, your company, and also be a You know, if you're looking for a job or employment, those are the types of stories that connect with prospective employers. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, stories, in my opinion, help make the medicine go down. So like the Mary Poppins uh, thing. And it, it also makes people want to listen and to kind of feel the emotion. And certainly it makes it much more memorable. So a story can be very uh sticky
0: yeah yeah definitely well i am on. A, i'm on a mission to become a global speaker so i can get on the the big stages of the world and help and serve uh, entrepreneurs on en mass you know because I, I i know i'm capable of doing so and i know I, you know I, I don't mind helping one person at a time but i'd rather have a bigger impact and leave a, a larger legacy so my story. So I'm I'm perfecting my stories at the moment. My life stories into a, a toolkit and a toolbox of um, of content that I can use and pull out in the right situations, in the right time, in the right places. You know. Um, on platforms all around the world, which is why we met at the Screen Network event in America, which is a global event, you know, people <clears throat> dipping in everywhere. I'm trying to put my tentacles in every part of the world right now and uh, connect with people on a human level, tell them stories, in you know, order so I can get them to put me on stages or introduce me to people who can put me on stages where I can tell more stories. So, um, you know, I think we're both in the story game.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think, you know, future being able to visualize your future and have a future story that you tell yourself you know like you obviously have a a goal and a vision of where you want to be and uh you know and having that future story can is certainly key to driving success so so i think that story also can be a, a personal motivator and i think we all know the power you know of visualization you see that in athletes Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, especially the more deep you can go into visualization uh, where you, you know, you can feel the emotions, the, the, the sounds, the sense, you know, whatever will feel like when you're, let's say you're on that stage and uh, what it's going to feel like and, and, you know, certainly is a motivator that, you know, helps drive success. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, you
0: know, visualization, moving into manifestation, moving into uh, strategi- strategi- strategization, and moving into massive action-taking, you know? That's sort of my approach is, um, you know, I, I dream it, I, I believe it, I uh, visualize it, <laughs> I uh, manifest it, so I, I put it out there in the universe and tell other people about it, even on, even on recorded content, you know, so I commit myself to it. I uh, open it up to other people to commit me to it, and to also engage with it, uh, which is more likely to manifest it in the first place, and also more likely to, um, for it to, to to be pulled off. Uh, and then, obviously, I take massive action in the
1: in the continuous direction in order to achieve it. That's awesome. And uh, you know, how has COVID uh, impacted that? Has it helped propel that, or it certainly puts you probably on a more global stage? Yeah, it, um, I
0: I think COVID sort of um, accelerated my growth pattern uh, quite substantially because it took me from going UK wide networking to global wide networking, and then this clubhouse app, which has just been I just been on it now in, for ten days or eleven days, um, as actually I think ten x my the time I can take to get to where I want to. So I had like a ten year wow. plan to get to where I want to get to. Do you think a year on clubhouse could get me to where I wanted to get to? Oh, that's exciting.
1: I have to look into that.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's basically like um, like so. LinkedIn, I've been using for twenty years. I use that as my primary platform, and then all other platforms around it. Obviously, I podcast and I YouTube as well, so they're pretty primary as well. But for communication to people direct, if you like, rather than just putting it out there and seeing what comes, bit of inbound marketing. So direct sort of direct communication, I was using LinkedIn. And now I'm hardly using LinkedIn at all. I'm doing like one post a day in the morning and that's it. Because um, because Cl- uh, Clubhouse is so much better than LinkedIn. So I just put all my time and resource into what's producing the best results. And, uh, and Clubhouse is, because it's, it's audio. It's, you speak to people rather than um, text them or communicate. So, so everything happens at a much faster rate, especially if you're authentic and you've got a genuine story, and you, you've got a genuine mission, and, and, and you know your mission, your vision, and your values, you know. So, um, so basically, it's just like, it's just like the, the place to be to get those genuine connections and to build really, really r- good relationships. But it's also, in tandem with that, one of the best places to network. So I'm a storyteller and an educator and a motivator and an inspirer. I'm also um, a networker, and I'm also um, a, a massive, ambitious speaker, and so all of those three things is what Clubhouse is all about. So it's like um, it's like the perfect storm, like you know.
1: Great, that's awesome. Uh, so I know that you've made quite a presence on uh, the the networking group uh, that we're on. That you know, I know that your name comes up and. Uh, you know, you're certainly very visible uh, and memorable.
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's all part of the, you know, again, like yourself, I've been in marketing sales for a long time. It's all part of the strategy, if you like. But the strategy isn't, the strategy is to be the authentic me that I am, but just to raise it to the top level that it needs to be, to hit the top flight, you know, the top, you know, to, to hit the Super Bowl, you know. So it's the authentic me. It's the best sides of the authentic me that needs to be shown and on display. Part in the Super Bowl I'd be in the game uh, with a chance to win, you know, or even to go and win, you know, because winning is is is, is it depends on you know what your goal is and, and whatever. For me, I want to get onto the global platform so I can um, help um, as many entrepreneurs on the planet. I also want to um, uh, come up with a like an awesome monetization system. Uh, because i'm not after money that's not the reason i'm doing it what i'd like to do is help as many uh, up-and-coming young entrepreneurs as possible to take their uh, path into their own destiny and take their life into their own hands i'd like to give them some seed money and be a proper angel investor rather than one who's trying to profiteer on them through growing their business portfolio and what i want to do is just give them some seed money give them the most important thing which is personal development, business development, experience, lessons from life and actually send them on their way with the tools that they need to achieve what they want to achieve rather than to be one of the statistics that 90% of businesses fail in the first five years.
1: Well, I do think that, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur and starting out that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs think, okay, I need a website. Right, to, to start doing business. And I actually think that it starts with owning your story first. I mean, you, first of all, if you have a story, then you can start selling and you can start talking to people and having conversations. And if you're connecting with people with authentic conversations, you may or may not even need a website. Now, I certainly think a website's a, a good start, but doing one without being confident and clear on what your story is uh, doesn't do anybody any good. So I, I think that all kind of marketing and and entrepreneurship being it starts with being very clear on what your story is and and how your story can benefit others.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you can get by with um, with a Facebook page sometimes. You can get by with a you know with um, like uh, a blog. You know, you can get by with a, um, a Google My Business listing or a Yelp listing or a, you know, Createsist, a Gumtree listing. There's, there's loads of ways to start a business. There's loads of ways of connecting with people and find, getting found. You know, you can just get some business cards and go networking, you know, but, you know, the effect won't be as good as if you had a website because people will check you out on your website first or whatever. You could survive on a, on a LinkedIn page, you know. There's all sorts of places that you can you can put yourself out there before you have to start spending money and investing. And so many people get caught out. You know, um, I do big web design for people and that sort of thing. And so many people, you know, they, they pay a website not knowing what their growth's gonna look like. And then in a couple of years time, they have to vacate their website because it's not it adaptable enough to be able to deal with the new things that they're doing or the new um, functionality they need or all that sort of thing. Um, the problem I have with um, with, with, with um, knowledge and information is people don't know what they don't know. It's a problem everybody has. And so that's why it's, uh, it's required for people who do know what people don't know to educate them with the stuff they don't know. Because, you know, if you've been there and so they've got the T-shirts, you know what they don't know and you know what you had to learn. And I think, um, you know, for me, there's not enough entrepreneur training in schools and, and stuff like that. So I want to pick up the, uh, the pieces, if you like, of that and actually help people understand what they don't know, give them the, the, the help and the, the advice and the information, um, the money if I got the money. But for now, I already do that. I'm a, I'm a philanthropic entrepreneur that will give my time, I'll give my information, I'll give my energy, I'll give my motivation, I'll give my um, skills and experience, I'll give my sharing of their content, I'll give whatever I got um, to help them. But I know I can help so many more people if I build up a trust fund. So you know, I'm going to build up a fund at some point and help these people. Uh, but in the meantime, I just help them you know, as I don't have the funds I just help them in any other way I can which actually, with the old parable of the, um, you know, you give uh, someone a fish and they'll eat for a day you know, you teach them to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime you know, what I'm giving people is more valuable than yeah. money because it's the skills to go fishing
1: Yeah, well, you know, sometimes not knowing what you don't know uh, can be an advantage meaning, you uh, that the biggest enemy, I think, for entrepreneurs is fear. And sometimes you'll see, you know, and I think younger people that may not have all the experience, but they have no fear. And in certain ways, when you have less to lose, you know, you don't have like a family or a home, that's a great time to start out as an entrepreneur or even later in life, once you've, uh, you know, put aside enough money and you have less risk. Uh, you know, but I guess at any point, um, a matter of jumping it is jumping in smartly and reducing risk so that you can make good decisions. I think that risk and fear, uh, or certainly fear uh, makes people uh, make, deci- make good decisions that are often too conservative.
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it limits people and uh, holds them back. I agree 100%. Um, that's one of the messages I'm trying to put out there right now to the young uh, entrepreneurs. And it's hard to reach them because we are not in their demographics, you know. and probably not on their social media platforms, you know. I'm on the ones with, the old, with, with, with us older people. Uh, but um, the youngsters, I want to get out there and explain to them right now that COVID is the best time for them to build a business. You know, especially if they're young, they've got no family commitments or whatever. Actually, they've been laid off. Because, like, you know, you might not get a job for a while. So just open up your smartphone that costs a lot of money and somebody bought for you and you can get it to work for you. Like, you know, because everything you need to do to build a business is like right there in the palm of your hands.
1: That's true. The resources that people have today are just amazing uh, compared to uh, when I first started out in my career. Uh, and, you know, just this, the speed of which information moves. And to be able to go out and, you know, do a survey monkey and get feedback incredibly quickly, or just go out on LinkedIn or social media and ask questions and find resources and contacts. Uh, you know, it's just amazing what's out there. And uh, exactly. and some people are just very adept at using that and using it to connect uh, and, you know, get the help they need uh, because it's it's, close by if you just ask. Yeah, and, you know, so that's, you know, I think that that's another thing, you know, you see is be having the courage and the wisdom to ask the universe for what you want and need. That, you know, uh, it's just like in sales, if you don't ask for the order, you're not gonna get the clothes, right? So in, you know, you see people, like they want to do like a, a website, but uh, you know, about their art or something but they're not at, why are you putting that website out there? You obviously want something. Do you want to have connections? Do you want to talk to people? But letting people know what you want is the kind of the start of, and being able to receive, I think is also important for entrepreneurs. I, yeah. Certainly the giving is incredibly important. And the more you give, the more you're going to receive and understanding that balance. And that's where, you know, with content marketing and, Putting out true value. What I find, I guess I have a problem with some of the content marketing is that it just feels so manipulative. And like, once I feel like, okay, now I'm on somebody's funnel, uh, it feels like, you know, they have a strong intent to try to, you know, take me down this funnel and eventually close me. And like they do, you know, when I see like emails with with headlines like, you know, I apologize or I'm sorry. And it's just a way to grab your attention when they're really not sorry at all. And, and they really haven't done anything that deserves apology to me. Uh, it just feels like I'm being manipulated. And
0: yeah, um, yeah I, I use some of those headlines but not um, disingenuinely. So I'll use the attention grabbing headlines but always in a way that's relevant to the uh, uh, recipient yeah, because they are useful headlines. And, and, and I don't think disingenuous headlines will ever give you the results you, you you require because people will feel manipulated again. So it's all about, you know, but, but um, if, for example, instead of saying something like, uh, sorry, I've used to say something like, you know, I have a free gift for you or something, which I've used before. And then you actually put a gift in the actual email that is sort of is genuine and it's authentic. then the actual grabbing the tension thing can work in the ability to give people the gift. And obviously, if you've got a really good gift that's offering them value, then you owe it to yourself, if you like, to put a good title on there, which means they're going to go open it and actually get the value that you're offering them. So again, if you come to if you do your sales and your marketing from a a, a place of truth and, and from a heart centered approach, then um, you can use some of these, if you like, clever tactics. But these clever tactics help you to serve others rather than serve yourself, which is what some of the disingenuous ones are looking to do. They're looking to just grab an attention and then and then fleece you for cash.
1: Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think that's great. It's. Uh... You know, you certainly a headline and being able to grab somebody's attention um, is, is incredibly important. And, you know, whatever you do in, in marketing, you want to, if you're going to spend the time doing it, you might as well increase your effectiveness. Yeah, definitely. You
0: know, I, that's why I've got a success formula, which is called STREAMS, and it stands for Systems, Technology, Relationships, Efficiency, Action, Marketing, and Sales. And uh, the efficiency part of it is massive to me because that was part of my fast growth in, in the corporate world that I talked to you about earlier. And if, uh, if you can do things more efficiently, it gives you more time to do more things, but it allows you to impact and serve more people. And so for me, um, if, you can, um, get more results, if you can get more results, if you can wring the cloth better by being more sophisticated with what you do, and it allows you to be more efficient, which means you have more time, do even more of the serving and the helping and the, and the growing that you want to do so it's a, it all sort of goes around in a big snowball effect really over time
1: well it's uh, it's awesome that we have all these tools and ability to connect i mean you know it's just amazing that you're like on you know across the atlantic ocean and we can connect and and the amount of uh, i guess similar things that we're facing right now and, our, you know, the way business is being done, it's it's really becoming almost like one language.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So do you have a, a, an Emotive Stories uh, channel?
1: I have um, just my website, I, you know, that's, uh, you know, I have, you know, videos up on my website. And, uh, you know, yeah. so, you know, I'm actually, you know, looking at some, making some modifications and, to my website and, and kind of, rethinking my story
0: yeah is, is it um
1: yeah. is it a well-ranked website do people come on the videos and, and watch
0: them a lot or, not, or it, could it do with a bit of help in that area
1: um you know i'm getting you know some views but i wouldn't say it's like as you know certainly could use more help yeah yeah in Okay, that that's,
0: that's something i could help you with so we have a chat off here if you like unless you wanted to have a chat now i'm, I'm okay either way i don't mind yeah, uh, yeah off air
1: would be good yeah
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and also there was a question I was going to ask is if you've got a lot of good video content, some good stories, was there a particular reason why you haven't created a YouTube channel? And shared some oh,
1: I, oh, I might have like a, I don't know if it's a YouTube. I do have like, you know, I'm putting most of my stuff on Wistia and I have some stuff on YouTube. Uh, you know, I just, I haven't put out a lot of content and, uh, you know, for some reason I'm more comfortable behind the camera. Than I am in front of the camera
0: yeah well and, if, uh, if you ever wanted somebody to front an ad for you in front of the camera I think you should put your story what you should do is demonstrate your ability to tell your own story put it into YouTube and then lots of other people who want to to tell their story in a similar way or get inspired by your story would actually come to you then to actually say oh listen I loved your story how can you get how can you tell my story and I think it would get you business. So um, that would be my, um, my bit of advice and help that I can see straight away. That's what I would demonstrate to you is some value. And that, that's what I would advise you to do because YouTube is the biggest platform for people to uh, engage with other uh, with video producers and, and to listen to and hear their stories.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true for sure. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's an amazing search engine and the use of videos you know, I know I gravitate towards videos, and uh, you know, for content, and I like to see and hear how things work. Um, yeah, but and, also it's um it's a great how-to platform to work out how things work,
0: and I think um you know you would be amazing on that platform for helping people um to explain maybe, but for people who who aren't going to invest in other people to build to write and video their stories and produce them etc they're going to do it themselves well you can offer value by actually advising them how to do that better how to construct their story how to engage in their story and all of that and actually a lot of those young entrepreneurs need that help and advice and when they build their business up a bit they'll come back to you because of the value that you demonstrated to them when they were just getting going
1: awesome well great some great ideas yeah thank you
0: a problem at all like I said I do like to help people and I believe I have the knowledge and the information and the creativity to help anybody on this planet that's not just an entrepreneur but I know I can help all of them but actually just anybody because you know luckily enough I've had a passion for learning my entire life you know I was pretty academic in school you know um, grade a students in, in a lot of subjects um, I've, I've had a thirst for learning ever since You know, I've gone through the whole personal development journey and listened to some of the best educators and and, and, and practitioners on the planet in some of the areas that I like to learn about. I have a thirst for for information and data and knowledge. I've been blogging for 15 years and getting content on multiple platforms of blogs, multiple platforms of social media. I'm on on Twitter and places like that all the time. I listen to the podcast. I'm a big consumer of information and I'm I'm, I'm quite good at, you know... um, panning for the gold, if you like, you know, cutting through all the BS and finding the real meaning and the real gold. And therefore I'm, I'm able then to pass that on to people and maybe not actually have to pass it on in a way where people have to pan for gold because some people will miss the gold and, and, and run off with the, with, with the mud ring or the mud, the mud, the mud piece, you know, and uh, miss the main bits, like, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I, I have a similar passion for learning and digesting knowledge. Um, the, you know, what I what I find interesting is that a lot of entrepreneurs are working in a vacuum and are solo, and you know, um, so having a community to bounce ideas off, you know, like. I'm really good at helping others with their story but I may not be as good at doing it for myself as sort of the cobbler making their own shoes story and I mean, so it's just, always good to have somebody kind of to bounce ideas and kind of push you and some things that may you know seem obvious uh, to others uh, are things you know that you that are right in front of you It's sort of like you know like when you're live in a, you know a place you may not see all the spots that a tourist may see uh yeah. just because you don't feel that pressure too or yeah. or just so it's right there in front of you that it may not stand out yeah, uh, some, and that's sometimes where we can, can all, all support each other yeah sometimes you can't see the wood through the trees exactly so it's it's really helpful to build a community and you know like that and what you're doing with the blogging and uh is awesome
0: yeah, lovely. And I've actually just, um, from all of my global network, you know, I've um, funneled, uh, if that's the right word, um, drawn in um, some of the best people I've met around the world who are involved in communications, um, and I put them into a mastermind group called Strong Communicators, and we all meet at 2 o'clock uh, UK time on a Sunday, so it's a once-a-week event where we all um, learn off each other and the power of you know, the compound effect of of the um, learning by osmosis and and multiple diversified experiences. Because the the key thing for me to bring people into that platform is that they're communicators in a professional way. The second thing is that they are um, people who've gone through the personal development journey or are on it or are interested in it. And also that they want to help and serve others. That's the key bit. And so I don't charge for my mastermind. I just put it together because the value comes from you know, the information, the connectivity, the the um, compound effects, all of these things you know the team, the camaraderie, the upliftingness. there's so many benefits that are, are intangible if you like but are valuable that, um, uh, it's a really good forum for people to meet in and that it's not ideally um, uh, timed for America all of the time at two o'clock you know today the east coast is pretty early but you know, if you're in the middle or, or, or west coast, it's not too bad. And I've got plenty of podcasters uh, in my community, as well as you know, uh, global networkers, speakers, coaches, uh, influencers, all of these sort of people. And actually I'm gonna be growing it quite substantially now I'm on Clubhouse because Clubhouse is full of all of these people, you know, so it's full of all of my my real hot you know avatar. My I've got my big avatar is entrepreneurs. My bigger avatar is people. Um, but my niche avatar is heart-centered people, heart-centered entrepreneurs and um, and also communicators, you know, involved in getting messages out there in whichever platform that may be, whether it be, you know, blogging or yes or um, radio or pretending or TV or, or whatever, whatever the community may be. And so uh, the reason I mentioned that to you as well is if you want to join us uh, one Sunday. Um, okay. well, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you on board because you're a, a strong communicator. You use stories to tell your company, thing, tell your messages, et cetera, or to tell other people's messages more so in your case. Uh, but um, you, you also provide a different angle because I haven't got anyone else who does video and stories and all of that. So therefore, everyone else in the room would get the benefit from you. And you also would get the benefit from the fact that they all probably would want to tell their stories over video at some point.
1: So um yeah, anyway. I'm doing an experiment now with somebody in Japan uh, and helping him create a story. So I'm gonna interview him over Zoom. that. yeah
0: And then help
1: what? Yes. I'm gonna help him uh, like edit the story and then coach him on how to shoot the B-roll himself using a like an iPhone. Yeah. Well, and I, then put it together. I'll, put this,
0: I'll extend this offer to you. I've got a lot of money myself at the moment to make a video. But if you wanted to make a video of my story and put your contact information and details on there, so I could share the backside out of it and really help promote and drive people to you and your brand and that, I'll put it out there. It's in the universe now. It's up to you to decide whether that's something you could entertain or not. But um, I see it as being a win-win deal. You know, I'm out there communicating my story to loads of people. And if um, people ask me, how did I um, put that video together, which was impactful and which, you know, really told your story in a great deep, deep and meaningful way or whatever they say to me, then to me that would be an awesome lead generation system for you because my answer would be, well, it was, it was Ian at Emotive Stories that created that for me and didn't he do a good job? And would you like his contact information to do such a good job with yourself?
1: Great. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's do that.
0: Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, you let me know what you need from me. or If you direct me to a, a form or some, whatever you, you yeah. do, let me see your process, et cetera. As a connector of people and somebody who's involved in sales and marketing and strategizing, et cetera, it's right up my street storytelling and video production and marketing, et cetera. But once I understand your process and I've gone through it anyway then I can advise other people about how good the process was or if it wasn't very good I would just recommend them to, to I wouldn't advise anyone on it I just say speak to speak to Ian and go through the process for I know you're a heart-centered entrepreneur and it would be a great process and a, and a good production like you know I know I know that which is why I uh, put, the, uh, put the thing out there in the universe because I've got a story to tell you've got a a way of me telling it. So it's a platform. I'm not really telling my story in right now. And uh, by me telling my story, I know it will get other people to um, to want to tell their story as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I like to show other sides of people and not make it, um, you know, make it a story that can inspire others. uh, And, but also show kind of the personal sides and real struggles and, like pivotal moment of yeah. that influence uh, impact somebody. So yeah, well, part of it kind of goes into kind of like some starting with like, first of all, process of finding the story and really talking more deeply about, you know, like what do you do uh, off work, you know, you know really learning a whole lot more about you as yeah. a person than we well, can do I've right now. I've got a good
0: story as well though. You know, I've written a book about my story, actually, I haven't published it yet. But my, mm-hmm. there's a reason why I do what I do and the way that I do it. And, and that's my story.
1: Awesome. Well, if you could send that on to me, I'll take a look. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. You have like really?
1: a PDF of it or anything.
0: I've got it it's all in a it. Word document somewhere, like, you know, ready to upload to Amazon when I um, when I feel the, the timing's right. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So. Sounds like you've been busy.
0: Oh yeah, I I cre- in lockdown last year. I created, I, I I created, I wrote a book in one day, yeah. Um, I went back to it and added some background information and some learnings from it. But I wrote my story in one day, my life story, um, which has my main story obviously embroiled within it, uh, but my life story. And then um, I wrote seven poems in seven days, which I haven't done since I was 11. And God knows why or how I wrote them, but I just wrote them. So he'll tell you why. (laughs) And I just, it came out to me and I just wrote a a poem a day for seven days. Five of them were about coronavirus and two of them, one of them was about overcoming uh, a wall or or an obstacle. And the other one was about how to form a diamond through intense pressure. So they just come out to me for some reason. And then, uh, so I wrote my book I've done those seven poems in seven days and I started a podcast and I'm currently up to about 850 episodes on that podcast. If you can send
1: me those poems, maybe one of them is a basis of a story right there.
0: Yeah, potentially, potentially, I think. So yeah, I've got a lot of stuff um, I can send you and um, there's a lot of information uh, to go on. Uh, to go on with, and I think if we can make a, a, you know, a super inf- impactful, inspirational story, and it's going to help me get where I want to get to, it'll help you get where you want to get to, and it'll help lots of the listeners and, 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 and viewers get to where they want to get to. So it's like a, a, a win-win-win all around, you know, which you can't, you can't fail with a win-win-win. Awesome. <laughs> well, it was great to connect with you on a deeper level i know we've been networking for a while now but it is been networking so you don't always have the time to to delve deeper uh, but i feel we've done that so um, so thank you very much for um, joining up authentically and uh, putting um, you know your your life and your past and your plans and your future and and everything else you know onto um, onto record for people to learn from and see i just keep being um, awesome at um,
1: creating magical stories well thank you so much mike Uh, it's been great getting to know you more and uh, uh, you know we get kind of short blurbs on of time moments on the speed networking so it's nice to have a a more extended conversation with you and uh, thanks again for having me uh, on your podcast and uh, and any way i could help any of your viewers they could reach me at ian at emotivestories.com and uh uh just happy to help and you're on linkedin as well aren't you so i'm uh, in linkedin as well
0: yes yeah so ian Magrosso. and uh i, I guess there's probably not too many of them so people will be able to find you quite easy which is good
1: <laughs> yeah that yeah, you know, there's i think i'm the only ian margaroso there's a bunch of other megrissos out there but yeah uh, I'm, and uh, and keep an eye out for youtube etc because uh, ian will be on youtube soon as well just uh, i have a few things on youtube yeah but not okay, the, always the stuff i want thanks
0: yeah like but, uh, yeah brilliant.
1: my website's the best place to view the stuff but i will be working on youtube brilliant Thank you.
0: brilliant thanks a lot for your time and uh, appreciate i appreciate forward to seeing you again soon
1: great thanks mike Cheers. have a great Goodbye. day